The 217 Recovery Podcast is now um, being played. Thanks for hitting play. I'm Corey Winfield. Appreciate you hitting play. And whether you're an addict, whether you're in recovery, whether you're a friend or family of someone's in recovery, or friend or family member of someone who's an active addiction, thank you. You belong here. This is where you need to be. I really appreciate you tuning in, like I said, to listen to what I have to say. I'm not a therapist. I'm not a um, psychiatrist. Eh, I don't do any of that. I just uh guy in recovery, man, living the life, living the dream. And I actually have started to learn how to live life on life's terms. I like where my life is. I like where my life's going. And it's going there because I'm in recovery. And the fact that I came to terms with not being able to control every situation and learning the fact that it's how you act. You know, a lot of times we get caught up in a situation or somebody rubs us the wrong way and we react and we get so used to reacting. It just becomes second nature. I mean, that that's what we do. Someone calls you a name or well, you're going to call them a name right back. You know, that's not how you should act. You know, you have to, you have to take time and think about it. I was actually talking with a friend of mine today and was telling him there was a situation that came up and people were like, Oh, he's, you know, he's using again. He's using. And I started playing right into it. Like, yeah, he is, isn't he? And this, and I had, wait a minute, hold on. We don't know. Like, let's talk to him first. You know, like, let's, let's see. And it came out and he actually, when he took a drug test and it, it turned out, no, he wasn't. So I was glad I was able to, to think, you know, sometimes you have to stop, let the whole situation play out, let it, let it hit you. Okay, now how does that make you feel? Now think about it and then feel those feelings. We've been running from feelings for so long. It, it's hard and everybody's recovering from something, maybe eating, gambling. Um, there's so many things that people are recovering from that people use to escape the realities, the, the feelings. Um, sometimes I find myself jumping on Amazon. It's a coping skill, sort of, but it could be unhealthy big time. Because if if somebody makes me mad or if I'm feeling lonely or or whatever, upset, I can jump on Amazon and add 20 watches, you know, and I don't buy them. But I can, hey, they're in my, you should see my queue. It's ridiculous. And, but it helps me and it helps me cope. And like I said, it could be very dangerous if I start buying all those things. Or if every time I'm mad, I'm on my phone looking at Amazon, you know, like, hey, how about you just take take a minute, you know, say a little prayer to God and just think about what just happened, what went down. Sometimes you get angry and you have to stop and think, okay, why am I angry? Okay, because I, I feel like I was slighted or I, I feel like I was treated unfairly, you know, it was, it was singled out, but then you have to also, okay, well, why was I, why do I think I was treated unfairly? Well, because this, okay, well, what actions did I do that caused that nine times out of 10, you're going to find something. Okay. So I did that, that caused this. Now I'm feeling like this. So I did this. And a lot of times you're going to do stuff when you react that you're going to regret you don't want regrets. I mean, that's, that's the whole thing, you know, about being in recovery. You don't have to regret. Not if you, and they say it so many times and you've probably heard it. 
play the tape through. You know, play it through. Play it through. Well, sometimes you got to stop and rewind it. You really do. Stop, rewind it. Okay, what happened? And just just go through the situation. You know, if somebody's making you mad, just stop. You know, this is this is, was advice that was given to me. Stop. Okay, who, who made you mad? Say Joe made you mad. Okay, Joe made you mad. Why Joe make you mad? Okay, why are you mad? Did Joe steal your money? Okay, you stole your money, so you feel like you were betrayed. You know, you feel like somebody betrayed your trust. Okay, that's what that feels like. That's where you have to go with it. Okay, well, why did Joe steal my money? Okay, because I owed Joe 20 bucks. And Joe didn't know I was going to pay him on Friday, and that $10 he took from me was going to get me to work tomorrow. So I need that money. That's why I'm angry. You know, like Joe is fake. This didn't happen, but I'm just saying like you, you have to like break things down in that kind of way in order for it all to make sense for you to actually process the situation. Uh, again, I don't, I don't know what situation it could be or what situation is going to happen. Cause you know, you're going to get mad again in the future. Maybe tomorrow you might be mad at me right now. Okay. Why are you mad at me? What did I do? What did I say? Was I too real for you? I'm just I'm just throwing out things that have happened in my life or th- hypothetical things that could happen in my life that I would in my old ways and I don't want to say an act of addiction because you know I, I went through a spell where I was a dry drunk as well but where I w- I would have just reacted you know like there were so many times I remember one time <laughs> ugh, I'm not really proud of this my boss had sent me um sent me an email and this other guy at work, he wasn't my boss, but he was like another department head. Um, and he was trying to throw me and my guys under the bus, our department under the bus. And I was like, I wasn't the head of the department, but I was kind of like the guy that, you know, I was the face of it, I guess, for the most part, when it came to getting in trouble, when the boss called and when something was bad, he always called me. So he called me. He's like, why is this dude, you know, saying this? I'm like, man, the dude's a hater and he's saying this and this. And then my boss wrote back and was like, yeah, this and that. And, you know, I know, you know, he's, you know, piece of whatever. And, you know, he's a bad whatever. And then my boss, I don't know how, but he replied all to the email. So it also went to the dude he was talking about that we were talking about. And then he comes back on me with, hey, man, how, what the hell? You know, and I'm like, you're the one who's firing off emails, bro. Like, I, I don't know what to tell you. But it was that, um, yeah, it was a bad situation. <laughs> it really, really was. But it was like one of those things, though, that the things that I said in that email, I said because I was mad because he was trying to throw me under the bus. So I said those hurtful, mean things, you know, it didn't justify me. It made me look bad in the end. So you have to think too, you know, if you're going to attack somebody like that, what's, what's, what's it going to do for you in your future? You know, me attacking that guy or even saying that he was, my boss said he already knew. So it wasn't like I was, Hey, you know, I'm going to raise myself up on this ladder and he's going to still be down there and I'm going to look better by calling him this name. No, my boss already knows, you know, he didn't, he didn't need that justification from me to say, Hey, this guy is this way. We already know that. Why, why would I even bring that up? I should have just said, I'm going to deal with the situation. I'll go talk to him right now. My boss would have appreciated that a hundred times more because then, like I said, my boss ended up, you know, kind of looking bad too. And it was all because of me and how I reacted to the situation. And if I would have just taken five minutes to go, okay, 
why is he throwing us under the bus? Okay, I apparently did something to him. What did I do? If I didn't do anything, okay, well, he might just be having a bad day. You know, that happens to people sometimes. And especially sometimes, like, if you go into, like, a a store, let's say Meijer or Walmart or Kroger or wherever, I'm just saying. Like, if you go into those places and sometimes you see the person behind the counter and some checking you out, whatever, maybe stocking shelves, sometimes they're in a great mood, you know. And I, you tell me you don't feed off that. If you're walking by and an employee at the store looks at you and gives you a big smile and says, hey, nice hat, nice shirt, you know, or beautiful hair today you know it doesn't have to be a guy it could be a girl you know like hey you know i like your makeup you're looking good it could you know those little things like that really do rub off on you and i know it's cliche and people say it all the time you know how you treat others and i said it the other day in the podcast about my sponsor saying that what you put out there is what you're getting back you know it's a mirror you know you put out hateful stuff you're gonna get hateful stuff back you know there was some dudes the other day that were spitting out some hateful stuff and i'm like well, I didn't put out hateful stuff to them, so they're just hating. You know, I, I broke down the situation like that, and I was like, okay, well, how do they expect me to respond? Because I, I did realize I was responding the same way they were treating me. So I was like, okay, well, I don't really need to do that. You know, I can do these other things that I have, like, set up as a, like, a fail-safe, like a plan B. Like, okay, I'm going to do this. This is what I need to do. When this happens, I need to do this. I need to take these actions. And I'm not doing it because I don't like the people. I mean, I don't like the people. I don't like the people. But I have to do that for myself. You know, like I said, those are little, little they call them fail, save, fail safes or safe fails, whatever. A fail safe to protect myself from going to that next level of getting angry or, you know, getting in my own head sometimes and thinking, oh, yeah, you know, those guys or this guy or that girl, whatever, you know, to go into that situation to where I'm overthinking it, and then I hold resentments, then I'm mad, and resentments are just are just not good. And like I said, you, you start reacting instead of acting, and you're in trouble. You know, as long as you can realize it and catch it, that's, that's a good thing. Another thing I want to talk about real quick, too, it's not going to be a long podcast tonight, but I want to talk about... Um, and, you know, I'm just going to hit on it just a little bit because I want to talk to some of the guys about it, with the guys about it on the podcast, probably tomorrow. Um, so it'll, it'll be published a little bit earlier than this is being right now. It's what, 9.50, something like that. But um, relationships in recovery because everybody's got an opinion on it. And what's funny is everybody's been in them. You know, it's the same guy saying, oh, don't be in a relationship. And then you see him at the store 20 minutes later. There was some girl. And like, Whoa, wait, what? You know, what's going on with that? You know, I I really don't care. I'm at this point in my recovery. You can do whatever you want. You want to date somebody? Tear it up, man. Go for it. You know, but for me, it didn't work out so hot. Um, a couple of relationships. One One chick was even like, I want to drink with you. I'm like, but you know, I can't drink, you know, like it gets, it gets bad. Oh no, I want to, I want to drink with you. Yeah. Happy new year. Uh, it was new year's Eve. And then like three days later, I'm back in rehab, you know, I'm like, yeah, that, see how that worked out. And then another girlfriend, um, and I, I was going, I was going well, man, it was, it was going, but I mean, everything happens for a reason, but it was like, I don't know, five months sober maybe or something. And I go on a date with her and it's somebody I really liked. So I was pretty excited about the date with her and she was really hot and 
I don't know. Everything was was going cool, and then she tells me, "Oh yeah, I'm a I'm a heroin addict," and I was like, "What?" First instinct, run. That's what I thought. I thought, run, man, run. I, I this isn't this isn't good. And I dropped her off, and I just remember thinking, "Well, you know, it's too bad. I can't be around that." And then, like the next day, I was driving down some back roads. And it was sunny. It was a nice nice day. And I started thinking, you know, God didn't give up on me. You know, I, I shouldn't give up on her. Like, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, I'm playing God now. No, God didn't give up on me. My family didn't give up on me because they're my family, you know. I went to school with this girl back in the day 100 years ago, but, like, I didn't owe her anything. But at the same time, I wanted to be a better person. And so I gave it a shot, which really I think I knew what was going to happen. I knew... You know, if she was over at my place and she was using, that would just give me an excuse. Well, you're using. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and drink. Can't judge me because you're using too. So, I think I kind of had some of that maybe in the back of my mind, but not like at the front of my mind. Not like front and center, going whoa. Obviously, my instincts were right. You know, it was just a horrible relationship. But a guy said last night that you know, your heart and your mind have to line up. And that is the prime example of my heart and my mind not lining up. I mean, it did at first when my instinct was to run, but then I started thinking about it, you know, and then, okay, now I'll do it, you know, and like I said, a horrible decision, but I was talking with Matt and I was telling him, you know, I was like trying to put a, square peg in a circle hole, you know, it's not going to work, but I was still trying to get it in there. Cause you know, I can do it. And you know, that one I couldn't do. So I, I don't think anything's wrong with people having relationships and recovery. Now, if my mom, she's probably getting out her phone right now. Oh, I'm going to tell Corey what's up. You know, you got to wait a year. My mom's like, got to wait a year. Got to wait a year. Well, I've been at this for four years. So if you add up all my clean time, it's probably about three and a half years, probably more. I don't know. It's been a long time, you know, and it takes me back to the whole, and I'm, I think I said this in another podcast too about, you know, the doctors will tell you and they've told me, you know, it's going to take two years, you know, for your brain to even get back to normal as much as you drank. Okay. Well, so say I am clean for six months or a year and I, I have a drink on a weekend and go on a bender. Does that send me all the way back to, to ground zero I mean, that clean time has to amount for something. I'd like somebody to to research that because I can tell a difference between now and four years ago. Absolutely. I mean, not just the stuff that I've learned and the stuff that I've went through. I have to learn things the hard way. You can tell me that, you know, that road's going to end, but I'm going to tell you it's not, and I'm going to drive off of it. <laughs> That's just how, how I operate. So I take the hard way. <laughs> it would have been a lot easier if I just would have stopped and not drove off the cliff, but no, nope, now I got two broken legs and I have to crawl back up. Sometimes that's, that's what happens. And like I said, at the beginning of this podcast, you know, whether you're an addict, whether you're in recovery, you're a friend or a family member, someone who's an addict or in recovery, you belong here. And I want you to feel like, you know, this is, this is for you. This is not just for me. It's for you as well. And if it's for somebody that you can share it with, hey, appreciate it, you know. But I, I do this for me, and I do this for you. And like I said, you belong here. I appreciate you taking the time to listen. You don't have to donate anything like that. I'm not, I'm not trying to push donations right now. I'm just trying to push that we're going to have more resources. 
we're going to be doing doing some things. Uh, if you need to contact us, our emails are on the crew page at 217recovery.com. We're pretty active on Facebook. I don't know if you are or not, but you can like us, you know, share us with, with your friends, with your recovery community. We'd really appreciate that. We're on Instagram, Twitter. I believe I post stuff through myself. We've got a YouTube page. But we're going to keep promoting more and keep doing more and keep helping more. I almost said queef, but I did not. And our resources page, it's not as long as it needs to be, but it's it's a work in progress. Um, yeah, so... If there's any info or if there's anything you can share with us, you know, feel free. If there's somebody you think we should talk to, let us know. You know, we're, we'll go out and see them. You know, we're in Michigan right now, but plane tickets don't cost that much. I heard California. Well, no, I've been to California. I've been to L.A. It was kind of dirty. But, hey, nothing against L.A., man. They got a great recovery community there. I know that for a fact. Uh, Dallas, Texas, I lived there for a few years. Love to go there. But I'm just saying, we'll go wherever we need to and wherever we're needed. You know, the the message of recovery and recovery can be fun. Recovery is fun. You know, not waking up with those hangovers. Yeah, everybody's going to tell you that. But no, just the whole living life. You know, like I said earlier too, life on life's terms. You know, I like where my life is today. I like where my life's going. And I couldn't have said that a long time ago. I couldn't have said that a few months ago. But now I have a vision. I feel like this is great. You know, just being with people in recovery. I've made some great friends, real friends. And I haven't had real friends in a long time. I only have a few, you know. They they mean a lot to me. I keep my, my circle pretty tight. And my family, never been closer with my sister than I am right now. I have a lot of faith in God more now than I've, I've ever had. I was talking with a guy today about that even, you know, he was saying he doesn't pray, he doesn't really believe in God. And I just told him like six or seven different things. I mean, there's probably 20 where I can tell you exactly how it happened and when I prayed and what happened. And it was such a, I couldn't have done any of that stuff on my own. Now I'm not talking about like, Oh, I broke my leg and then I touched it and it was healed. I'm not saying that, but in my opinion, if I pray for something, if I ask God, let's say, God, I, I need, I need to figure this situation out. You know, how am I going to pay for a new computer? You know, we really need a new computer. God, how, how, how can I, you know, please, I need that Lord. Normally I usually don't pray like that. I say, you know, God, give me the, the guidance and the courage and the wisdom to come up with a, an idea or a solution to purchase a new computer, you know, like if it's your will, God, you know, make it happen. But, you know, let's just say, you know, that's what I want. That, that's what I need. God will make that happen. But I might have to go out and shovel 20 driveways. You know, somebody might come up and go, hey, Corey, what are you doing tomorrow? I'm like, nothing. You want to shovel 20 driveways? Yeah. How much is it? Oh, you know, it'll be about 800 bucks. Oh, okay. Wow. That new computer I was looking at was 750. Hmm. You know, it's it's ways like that, in my opinion, that, that God will work for you. You know, a new laptop is not just going to come flying off Best Buy's shelf and land on the couch next to me, you know. I mean, maybe it could, but realistically, no. But it's those situations that you got to keep your mind open to and, and looking through them and at them that, like, okay, this is what it is, how it's supposed to be, life on life's terms. Just try a little bit of that. 
you know, maybe over the weekend, you know, it is Easter weekend today. Oh, good Friday. So hopefully you had a good Friday. Um, I'm going to wrap this up now though, before I start telling really bad jokes again, thanks for listening. Resources are online. There's a speaker. If you haven't checked that out too, if you go to two, seven recovery.com and then click on the little, you'll see the two little white lines in the left-hand corner, click on that. And then you can scroll over to the, on the top, it'll say, uh, speaker click on that. That's, that's a really good story from a man named Dan. Um, listen to that. And we're going to post more of those too. So a little something for everybody. If there's something that you want to see on, on the site, like I said, if you got something that's just awesome, if you got an idea, that's awesome. We're in it together, man. You belong here just as much as I do. So hit us up with an email. You can email 217 recovery at gmail.com. You can email Corey, C O R E Y at 217 recovery.com. And like I said, our emails are posted on the 217 crew page, you know, hit us up, let us know what you like and what you'd like to see, what you'd like to hear. And I appreciate you sharing that. Have a great night and I will talk to you tomorrow.